welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 5 forecast. Antony, oh no! Antony, oh no! With me, Gav, and you, Scott. How's it going, Scott? Uh, yep. Oh, not in gen- in life in general is fine. In FPL, let's let's talk about that in a minute. I need a, I need a minute. Yeah, you need a build up to that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Admin as always um, at Bench Boost Boys on Twitter. Send your mailbag questions. We've got a, a couple to answer later on in the show towards the end of the show. BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. Don't forget to join our Bench Boost Boys Private League on FPL. The code is Q8ZM. 2S Q8ZM2S Scott who is top of that league? Oh, another week at the top for Dave Paxton of the Vestal Virgils he's doing really well he's been uh, there all season yep he's on 346 total points I had a quick look just to see his uh, overall rank and he's doing it pretty damn well where is he? he's currently sitting at an overall rank of 3,148 what chance does that give us? Whoa. But the, the next person behind him in the Bench Boost Boys League is not that far behind from, from memory. I'm hoping you'll fill that gap now. Oh, let me just get back into it. I think I think one of one of the things that we're um, trying to do a little bit more of is be a bit more engaged in the community. So we've got quite a few more people in the league this season as we did last season. Yeah. Uh, Straborto... <laughs> Shorberto Carlos. <laughs> nice. Uh, coming in uh, just, I think he's seven points behind on 239. Yeah, that's, that's not a lot. All no, right. it's not. So, that's uh, a captaincy pick. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Okay, so uh, if you want to um, take uh, overtake Dave Paxton and his team, Vestal Virgils, join the league, Q8ZM2S. Um, very brief break, and uh, we'll talk about your wonderful game week, Scott. Let's do it. Bench boss boys. Rip off that band-aid then, Scott. You go first. Game week four, how did it treat you? Uh, I didn't play my wild card like thousands of people did. Hundreds of thousands of yeah. people did. Um, so, I, I, you know, I was pretty confident with the team that I had and comfortable. So I uh, decided to uh, roll one of my transfers, one of my frees. So I had two up my sleeve, rolled one. Uh, made one transfer and that was uh, moving away from the temptation of bringing in Ronaldo. You know, I, I looked at it and I had that thought in my head, yeah, I know he's going to play some minutes because I waited till the end of the week. I'd heard that press conference. I knew he was going to feature. I didn't think he was going to start. Lo and behold, he did. Well, midweek, you and I, on the last last week's podcast, we chatted about we both have kind of decided we'll wait a week. Yeah, exactly. We made a pact. <laughs> we did. Bench Bulls pact. Um so my only transfer was Simicast out for Cody. Uh, Cody did well um, for me. He got a clean sheet. I ended up on the uh, overall game week with 52 points, so five points below the average, which was disappointing. Huge red arrows. My second red arrows of the season um, and an overall uh, rank this game week of 5,200,000. So I'm <laughs> bitterly disappointed. Who was, your, who was your captain pick? So, yeah. I talked about this on the podcast last week. I actually talked myself into this. I feel like I did a little bit as well. Well, but, but I mean, we've talked about this as well today. I wouldn't change it. You know? I think it was a solid thing to do. Antonio, as you say, was he was in form, good fixture. It was a good captain pick. And how did he do? He got himself a clean sheet point. Um, what else did he get? And a red card. 
I didn't see your finger hovering over that button. I forgot. I forgot what that button did. So you turned um, minus one into minus two. I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, at least I didn't triple captain him. Could have turned it into a minus three. That's what uh, our, our pal talked about in our season preview. What was that example last season? There was a Southampton defender, wasn't it? Bednarek, maybe. Yeah. And someone triple captained him, got like minus twenty points. Yeah, unbelievable. But anyway, so I, I was let down by my captaincy pick um, again. Um, he had good form, good fixture, just didn't work out. Uh, I, and again, wasn't convinced Ronaldo was going to start. So that's why I obviously didn't bring him in. And, and, you know, if I did, I wouldn't have captained him anyway. Um, yeah, as I said, Cody did well. Probably um, the other standouts for me, Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's just a beast of a player. We looked at this earlier. He's got eight bonus points out of a possible 12 this season. Yeah, So he's, got, he's had three twice and two once. Yep. So he's had one game where he hasn't got any bonus points. Um so Trent Alexander-Arnold got 12 points there. Salah, as always, good choice, eight points. Uh, and Bruno also scored an absolute worldie in that game. Mm. Uh, I think I heard the commentator say, that's Bruno Fernandes saying, don't forget about me. Yeah, I heard and that I just, as well. Yeah, it made me smile. It was an absolute scream. Because Ronaldo, and he scored three goals now for United. Well, he scored lots, but since he's been back, he scored three. He scored one in the Champions League this morning. Again, it was another goalkeeping error. I think there were a couple of goalkeeping errors that... Yeah have led to his his goals. So, you know, sometimes you just need that sort of poacher. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I think I am definitely going to look at getting Ronaldo in and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. No, yep. I definitely will. <laughs> um, I didn't leave any points on the bench, really. I mean, unless you look at um, Antonio. <laughs> mm. If I took Antonio off and, and maybe did play, you know, Jack Harrison instead, um, I would have been four points better off. But, uh, yeah, uh, Finished with an overall rank, uh, I'm just on the million mark, one million seventy thousand. So overall points two hundred and seventy four. Pretty disappointed this week, but yeah, you know, next week to come. Onwards Looking and upwards, mate. Yep. What about you? Okay, so my total point score was sixty five points. So you know, comfortably above the game week average. The way I kind of look at it is, I feel like because my my game week rank was two point two million, which isn't great. And I think what probably differentiated me from a lot of people were those who had and captained Ronaldo or Fernandez, and those who don't. And I didn't have Ronaldo or Fernandez. We already talked about the fact that you and I decided we'd wait a week or so. Um, I did captain Salah. Worked out fine. Turned the eight into 16 there. Uh, got a clean sheet from Sanchez, Brighton. Six points there. 12 from Alexander-Arnold. Uh, an assist for Luke Shaw for five. Creswell got eight. Clean sheet, two bonus points. Connor Cody, as you mentioned, got a clean sheet. Uh, that's kind of where the fun ends for me. Everyone else blanked. So we're talking Basuma, Rafinha, Suchek, Bamford, Tony. Uh, Suchek not having a great season, by the way, so far. I know we're only a few games in or so. Uh, what are we, five, no, four games in? Uh, but just putting that out there. No, that's, I mean, are you, you're comparing that to last season where he had an absolute belter? Mm. Yeah. I did see he missed a, a pretty good chance on the weekend. I think he was, um, he rose like a salmon in the box and just completely missed the ball. Ah. Um, I made one transfer, uh, Campwell out, Basuma in. Um, that was, if you're a regular listener to the show, you'd know it's all part of my plan to, well, at the start of the season it was, after game week one, how do I get Bruno Fernandes in? Um, that whole three-week process has now come to an end, and you'll find out later in the show when we talk about what we're doing for game week five, what I've done. So, nice bit of uh, foreshadowing there. Um, so, yeah, 65 points. On the bench, didn't really leave anything. Madison and Ailing were on the bench, combined three points. So, fine there. Calvert-Lewin got auto-subbed. 
um, for Connor Cody, so that obviously worked out quite well for me. Uh, so yeah, game week rank 2.2 mil, overall rank 1.6, 260 points. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. There's plenty of time. I'm 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 fine. I'm definitely fine. Uh, and and that's your lot. So if we take a quick break now, we'll come back. And I think it, this is the first week, if I'm not mistaken, where we'll actually do a proper thorough watch list update, a proper one. <laughs> it's only taken us. 25, 30 episodes to get to the point we're at today. And we don't have to talk about... (laughs) (laughs) Remember what we've done. All right, yeah. All right, cool, let's do it. Bench boss, boys. Well, I'm looking here on our uh, fancy spreadsheet and uh, it looks like you've just added half the Premier League. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Edouard Crystal Palace came on 12 minutes, scored two goals. One of the greatest debuts of a football (laughs) player in history. It's great. Um, so obviously he's on the watch list. What is he? Five point five mil. Uh, oh, six point five. Six point five. Yeah, six point five. So we've we've talked about him as being a, you know a good enabler, maybe a, maybe a solid replacement for for Tony if yep. if Tony keeps you know blanking. Um, Gallagher again for Crystal Palace. He's been added to my watch list. He he scored two. Ass- uh, he he got two assists. Scored quite a few points in that game. Um, so yeah, uh, sort of obvious to add those guys. Tierney from Arsenal is a new one. I just think that Arsenal's had three bad games and one good game and Tierney played quite well in all of them. Okay. Um, so he, he's, you know, he's a solid player. He's, he's not, he, I mean, you're not looking at Arsenal and going, there's clean cheat points in Tierney. You're looking at Tierney for, you know, assists and yep. things like that. Uh, Cancelo for the, for Man City, obvious one at three bonus points, clean sheet. Uh, Pogba for Man United. I can't believe he wasn't already added, but I think, I think I probably with, withheld adding him to my watch list yeah. previously because... We weren't sure about his positioning, and even with Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes on the on the pitch, I think he he got two assists he's, on the weekend. He's had a really good start to the season. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, he's scoring points left, right, and centre. So, definitely made it onto my watch list now. Uh, Masal for Wolves. He was a, he was one of the players that I was looking to bring in instead of Cody, and I didn't go him, and I went Cody, and he ended up getting two assists. King of the game week. Yeah, thirteen points for four point five million. He was joint scorer with three other players for that, um, but because of his price, that's why he was the king of the game week. Got it. Okay. Uh, Huang from Wolves. I just another good. I don't know was that, if that was his debut, but yeah, de- debut scored a goal. Pretty uh, good. Didn't play all that that long, so yeah. good to see. Good to see that there's another five point five million striker out there. That oh yeah, you know yeah, absolutely. It's not quite a Bruce to watch, but do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, who remembers Sheffield United? Uh, I can't believe he wasn't already on my watch list. Romelu Lukaku. Oh, uh, he, I'm telling you, mate, he's he is gunning for that golden boot this season. Yeah. Uh, Diogo Jota is sitting on my watch list now. Um, again, obviously, probably more because uh, Firmino still out injured. Uh, Patrick Bamford for Leeds, Rafinha for Leeds. They've just made a lot more watch list just because I like their fixtures. Yeah, the fixtures look good for Leeds, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they look really good for the next few weeks. Well overdue a win as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Bamford, what he's scored one goal, got an assist already. So yeah. we know he's capable. We know what he's capable of. Rafinha on, uh, is. On my watch list, I've got Harrison. The reason Rafinha's on my watch list is because Harrison, since James has come in, has started playing less minutes. He's played 67, second time he's been subbed off. Yeah, for that. I, so. I still, you know, as, as a Leeds fan, which is quickly becoming my catchphrase, um, as a Leeds fan, it does make me wonder, as much as Harrison's awesome, it makes me wonder if maybe Bielsa is building James up to start on the left wing. Yeah. But we'll see. So, Rafinha would be an obvious replacement for... Well, I mean, James would be an obvious replacement for Harrison, by that logic. But anyway, um, Damari Gray, obviously hard to ignore what he's doing at the moment. Yep. Um, 
Andros Townsend might be a bit of a surprise, but I just think he's playing quite well at the moment. He was one of he was in one of the he was in the team for the Kings of the Game Week as well. Yeah, he? so he he had a really good game, and actually watched the highlights of that quite closely. He got the most points this game week of any player with less than one percent ownership. I think was the stat. Cool. Uh, and Decore for Everton. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think he's playing quite well. You know, we're not used to seeing him score a lot of fantasy points, but. He seems to be doing consistently well. And maybe Everton's actually, you know, having a pretty good run at it this I, year. I think so, so far anyway. Um, and Ben Mee, now I know they just got beaten 3-1 in Burnley, so obviously they're not looking at keeping a lot of clean sheets. But Ben Mee's always been one of their better players, consistently yep. plays, and he's also an aerial threat for, on defence. So I've always liked Ben Mee. I think I'll, I'll keep him on my watch list. Players that I've removed this week, there's only two of them. Mwemo for Brentford. I just, I don't see me bringing him in at any stage. Brentford just haven't been impressing me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin, obviously, for that injury. Yeah. Um, players still on their green... Oh, no, and if you want to know why, just listen back to the other episodes. <laughs> I'll take it seven hours. Uh, Greenwood, Alonso, Saar, Liveramento, James, Torres, and Ronaldo. Ronaldo, indeed. Um, uh, you've already covered the players, but I'll just give a very brief bit of... Uh conjecture around it so I've got four players Edouard for Crystal Palace um, I did speak at the start of the season or when that transfer was made to say he's one to watch purely because he'd done really well for Celtic like goal machine I know it's a different league and all the rest of it but I will just watch him I, I, I think you said it to me yesterday maybe that how do you not start him after after doing that when you come on as a sub so I just want to wait for him to become the first choice striker I think we might. If you, you keep an eye on that Crystal Palace lineup game week yeah. five, I reckon you might see that happen this weekend. Yeah, I think you could be very right there. And Gallagher as well, doing very, doing very good there for Crystal Palace. Um, Marcel's for Wolves and Townsend. I added Townsend um, earlier on today. Um, yeah, again for the obvious reasons. I, I am still really keen to sort of see when they're at full strength, like when DCL's back who those attacking midfielders are. Hmm. like um, Because even even at the weekend when Damari Gray played and he came off late and, it, and uh, Iwobi came on, even when Iwobi's been coming on, he's also been playing really well. So they've got Townsend, Iwobi, uh, Damari Gray, and then, of course, along the front as well, you've got Richarlison and DCL. They can't fit them all in. Hmm. Obviously, Allen and uh, Dukari behind them. So, yeah, just want to see where that Everton team goes. Um and later on, you might find out if I've actually taken a gamble on any of them, if you call it that. Uh, no one removed this week. Uh, I'm less inclined to remove people who've got injuries unless they're super long term. So the rest of my list is still looking like uh, Torres of City, Buendia, Vardy, Ronaldo, Kane, Antonio, Son, Fernandez, Pogba, Ben Rama, Richarlison, James of Chelsea, not Everton, um, Duffy, Greenwood, and Lukaku. Isn't isn't that Hammers? Do we, do we call them Hammers? Yeah, well, oh, it's you... Rodriguez, isn't it? Yeah, he has Hammers on his shirt. But anyway, let's definitely not waste time on Hammers, who I think is listed on FPL at the moment as 25% due to absolute lack of fitness. I, I said last week, you we probably <laughs> will never see him in an Everton shirt again, which is kind of tragic, but let's not waste any more time on that. We will have a break and then preview Game Week 5's fixtures. Bench boss, boys. I don't want to curse it, but uh, it's been quite nice not having weird double game weeks and shitloads of fixtures in game weeks and game weeks where there's been five games. I know we're only up to game week five here, but every round, ten matches, keep it simple. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. 
And and speaking of double game weeks and whatnot, did you see Ben Crellin's got COVID? No, Ben Crellin himself. Ben Crellin himself has COVID. Oh, get well soon, mate. Yep, yep. We genuinely mean that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's an he's a absolute gem for the FPL community. So look him up, follow him on Twitter. Uh, yeah, he is your go-to guy when it comes to uh, rescheduled fixtures. And uh, he seems to be able to work out exactly when they're likely to fit in. So yeah, get well soon, mate. All right, game week five kicks off. Newcastle at home to Leeds. Uh, I can see here straight away your comments both coming off the back of a thumping. He uh, is the start of Leeds' good fixtures. Uh, Callum Wilson, 50%, by the way, thigh injury, which is obviously no good for Newcastle. Leeds, absolutely desperate for a win. Um, what do you reckon? Well, we, we've talked about some of the some of the teams that have good fixtures coming up, and <clears throat> right now Leeds are in the thick of it. Um, you know, you have to argue that Newcastle is actually a great fixture for them. Um, I, you know, I, th- I think especially with Wilson out injured, you know, that, that means that they're relying pretty heavily on uh, St. Maximum up the front. Mm. Um, you know, I think Mankilo was the guy that scored their goal on the weekend. It's a four million yeah. defender, um, you know, and that was at the back of a 4-1 thumping by Man United. So what a worry for Leeds is Strauch is now suspended. Oh, yeah, that was a shocking challenge they're apparently trying to appeal it because they're suggesting it was just a freak accident and not malicious um, well, it probably wasn't malicious but it's just well I think that's what happened while they ran the replay because at, at full speed it wasn't going to be a red card and when they watched it back they were like well by the letters of the law that's a red card um, you know, a horrible injury of course as well um, but he came on because Lorente limped off very early and that, Diego Lorente it's um, is it Diego Lorente he he seems to be quite injury prone and it's a real shame because when he's fit he, he seems to be a fantastic centre back so anyway my point being Leeds might be in a bit of trouble defensively this weekend I guess it will be Liam Cooper and Cock at centre back and Cock hasn't really settled that well at Leeds so is far is it not Kosh? no it's Cock right like you have to make that noise and I don't mean any offence to any German listeners that I'm I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it brilliantly, but yeah. it is. And oh. Also, no offence to any penises. Um, <laughs> so that's a worry anyway. I know they don't have Callum Wilson, which is good, but yeah, Leeds might be a little bit frail at the back. One of the rumours that's going around right now, I think Bamford was in the background talking to someone on off-air and a BBC microphone picked him up saying that his hamstring was pinging, so there are a few people that are a little bit worried bit about tight. that, but no flags or anything. I, I don't think we mm. need to worry too much. Um, actually had a conversation with someone earlier today and just said, you know, look at look at Leeds fixtures. I think Bamford would be a, a good pickup. Um, yeah, again, Harrison only getting 67 minutes is a little bit disappointing for me. Um, so I want to keep an eye on his minutes again this game week. And if if he, you know, starts to drop minutes again, I need I need to start thinking about potentially moving him on. Mm. Um, doesn't really fit into my transfer plans just yet, but uh, yeah, again, I need to need to do some serious thinking on that. Um, and yeah. Rafinha's on my watch list, that's why. Very good. Wolves at home to Brentford. Uh, yeah, Brentford, not really doing that great, aren't they? And I feel like Wolves are warming up somewhat. Yeah, well, like, Wolves have only lost... They only lost 1-0 in their first three games. Is that right? Am I thinking back right? Dude, you've put me on the spot there. Let's, let's just, just say no. it, Let's just say just it is no. right. Let's just say it is right. Anyway, they, they, they just won 2-0, so... You know, they're, they are warming up, and like I said, they've got a great run of fixtures coming up, and this is just another one of them. So my only notes here are I still have Tony. I've bought in Cody. Same. I've got Tony and Cody. Marcel, uh, still someone that's both of our watch lists. If if 
if you're playing Tony and Cody, one of those two is going to cancel the other one out. It'll be a real stinger if Mwemo comes on and scores a goal and we lose the the, <laughs> the, the Cody clean sheet and Tony Tony blanks again. So again, yeah, another thing to keep an eye on too is is Tony. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago he's gonna he's gonna be in my team for a long long time. Now Edward's showing up and and he's the same price point. I like the idea of potentially doing that. Uh, and I think I made the comment to you off air as well that potentially the difference between the two of them is as much as, you know, Tony had an amazing season in the championship last year, he's not got as good service compared to, say, Edward. I'm not trying to suggest for one minute that Crystal Palace are world beaters, but they are a better side than Brentford. And they've, and they've got a player, players like um, Zaha yeah. that uh, are absolutely capable of getting past defenders and putting balls across to a player like Edouard. Yeah, so. they're a better team, so you would imagine that Crystal Palace will score more goals and it's going to be Edouard getting a fair few of those. So I like the idea of doing that switch if it comes to it. Yeah, something to think about. Next game's Burnley um, and Arsenal. Arsenal are coming off the back of their first win of the season, 1-0 mm. at home to Norwich. Wasn't very convincing. And, no, they um, probably badly needed it, especially get Aubameyang getting on the score sheet. Yeah, like I said, Ben Mee scored uh, himself a goal for Burnley, um, but that was in a 3-1 loss to Everton, so um, not particularly convinced here. Like I said, I think Tierney might might be a um, a good shout for this game if you've got him, put him on your on, on your field, maybe even Ben White as well. It's probably a nil-nil, this one. So It's got nil-nil written all over it. I think yeah. so. Uh, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace. Um, do you know what? Across all the fixtures this week, there are not many n- fresh injury worries. Um, Firmino's unknown because of his hamstring. You mentioned that with a watch list update. You're keeping an eye on Jota. Um, Liverpool, they're... Uh, they're storming Crystal Palace. Uh, I mean, if Edward can score against Liverpool, that'd be pretty <clears> impressive. <throat> um, you'd, you'd fancy Liverpool for the win here. Obviously, if you do have Salah, it's a good shout for the captain pick for this fixture. I'd say. Yeah, and as a Salah owner, I've already my bench, my bench, um, bench, my bus, my bus team has yep. has the armband on Salah. It was just mine too. Oh, you know, when when I'm looking at when I'm watching the the games on a you know on a Saturday night, the nine thirty kickoff. If I'm watching those games, what I tend to do is I tend to pick next week's team and mm. the first thing I do is look at it and go who do I think is the weakest opponent and it was Crystal Palace at the time now they did just beat Tottenham Hotspur 3-0 they were of course down to 10 men T- Tangala yeah. Tanganga yeah. T- anyway he's gone uh, he's gone um, he's got a red card um, shocking uh, shocking challenge I think he, did you remember, there was, a, was there a bout of fisticuffs in this game as well I, I don't know did you, did you watch the highlights? Do you even watch if Do you even watch football? I've never seen a football match in my life. I'm pretty sure Will Zaha and Tangala, Tanganga had a bit of a scuffle. Oh, and that was the first yellow card. I must have. They both got a yellow out. I, I own full disclosure this week due to time constraints. I just watched the goals. <laughs> okay. I just watched the goals. <laughs> <laughs> Are you so, happy now? So don't, so don't listen to any. <laughs> Our advice. <laughs> no, listen to Scott. Because I can barely remember any of it. And Kevin didn't see it. I don't know the rules of the game. Bruno's got a good goal. Anyway, um, uh, as we've talked about as well, Trent is on fire. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to roll the dice on Trent. No, because but I, I know where you're going. Dice, but he, he's, not a, he's, he's my vice captain this week. He was my vice captain on the game yeah. on the week just gone. He's, a, he's, a, he's an excellent player and he's... Absolutely worth the seven and a half million you pay for him as he, a defender. He's one of the only defenders that I would put the armband on, and I did a couple of times last season, hmm. and one time it definitely paid off. Yeah, um, yeah, 
good on Trent. Um, yeah, so I'm expecting Liverpool win, but maybe Crystal Palace will be able to build on that result against Spurs in spite of the red card. We yeah, shall this, see. Will, this will be a really good indication of whether or not Spurs, uh, sorry, Crystal Palace have uh, got a bit of momentum going. Yeah, or, or even, you know, maybe the. Look, last season they were a fucking write-off and they were a terrible team to watch. It was horrible, wasn't it? It was, that, it was just Eze, Zaha and Townsend. Yeah, and well, Eze's still out injured, isn't he? Unfortunately. That, that would, you know, if he was playing right now, him, Edward and Zaha, that would be awesome. Well, and I was going to say, oh, and, and, and Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of FPL's favourites last season, Tyrek Mitchell. He's playing well as well. He's, mm. He seems to be in that um, in that team as a consistent starter. He must be, must be priced bit differently this season I, I would say if there's and I, I haven't looked at it because I'm obviously a terrible podcaster but if there is a point in the season where Crystal Palace have a good run of fixtures it might be worth you know grabbing a couple of these players for the, for if there's a good run because hmm. um, I think there's going to be some players that will crop up from teams like Palace who will uh, maybe surprise us a bit it you could know, be it could less be obvious James Ward-Prowse of next season maybe of this season sorry. yeah maybe next game is Man City versus Southampton I just have one sentence written here this should be an easy fixture for Man City yep it's, it's hard to you know you don't want to sit there and go this could happen in the game blah 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 because for all we know they're going to play all of their best players in the Champions League and play their B squad which is also the best team in the Premier League well, I was saying last season their B team probably could have won the league as well yeah. um, yep no not really a lot to add there to be honest um, I saw um, last week oh if you've got Liveramento bench him that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> sound the alarm sound yeah. the alarm uh, yeah no honestly nothing to add um, yeah uh, your, you've got the next game your, your match of the week Norwich against Watford I'm still honestly familiarising myself with both teams and sets of players I going into the season I felt like I knew the Norwich team a bit better I had my eye on people like Todd Cantwell Buendia obviously moved to Villa um, it's not I ended up as I said earlier shipping out Cantwell he was a budget pick for me anyway Norwich aren't exactly uh, pulling up trees if 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 Backman can't keep a clean sheet in this fixture, I don't know what I'm going to do with him because he's he's not scoring enough points for a goalkeeper. I think I need to maybe pull the trigger on bringing in Sanchez or something because I think Brighton have a bit more of a chance of keeping cleans than, than Watford do. That's fair. The next game is Aston Villa and Everton. That should be a great game. Well, maybe. I just... I just it doesn't interest me because I think Maddie Target might be the only player I have of any uh, interest in this game. Actually, no, Danny Ings. I've got 10 hings. <laughs> I've got any plays for Aston Villa. Okay, you know, actually, I should have read my notes. I expect this will be Ings' last match for me for some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be bringing Antonio back in next week, I think, because uh, yeah. it would have been Danny Ings this week if Antonio hadn't have got that red card. Um, and again, my, my my next planned transfer isn't until game week seven. I've talked about it a lot, that Romelu Lukaku, the, the, those Chelsea fixtures, and bringing nice in run, Romelu yeah. Lukaku for that those, those runs. So... I don't really have a need to make any transfers that I know of after, you know, during game week six to seven. Yep. So unless anything comes up, it's likely I'm going to try and roll for that week to bring in Lukaku with a little bit more wiggle room. Yep. Um, which means next week, it's very, very likely my next transfer will be Ings out, Antonio in. Listeners, this is your uh, semi-regular reminder to do what Scott does and look at fixtures and runs of games and make tactical decisions accordingly because it can make a hell of a difference. Yeah, um, I think probably last year, and, and if you listen back to the 
last episode of last season, we did talk about some of the things we did learn. And, and mm. for, for us, it was how impacting those points hits can be. So the ability to roll transfers and not take any points hits when you're making transfers can yep. be a huge advantage to Absolutely. you in any mini league. You're in. I think I beat you, what, last season by only not much. a handful of points. Yeah. It would have been literally less than 10. But I took about three times as many points. Hits. Three times as many. Yeah. I and took about 40, you took about 120 or something. Yeah, like looking that. at them in the cold light of day and those stats at the end of the season, was, it was a horror show. Yeah. Um, big <laughs> lesson learned, that one. And, and by the way, a bit of trivia. I was actually looking at the stats earlier. Um, our season retrospective that we did at the end of last season, most listened to episode. Oh, I've listened to it twice. You've listened to it twice. That's four, that's four listens. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The rest only get two or three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, do check fixtures and do try to uh, to plan things along those lines. Uh, what have we got next? Oh, you're asking me. Brighton have Albion, uh, Leicester City, and um, I made this comment, and I don't have the stats to back it up. In fact, I could probably Great. just open up the um, Fantasy Premier League app I suppose but I, I just made a comment last season Leicester were, were a very uh, attacking team and they were capable of tearing teams apart I think we saw at the end there Ian Archer coming on and just making some you know po- points hauls essentially yep. this season I haven't seen it from Leicester City oh, Madison and Barnes have just blanked the entire season so far game week one it was a 1-0 win uh, against uh, Wolves uh, game week two I can't even find them. I don't even know if they played. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, uh, they lost 4-1 to West Ham. It's not been that inspiring, has it? No. So it's, it's almost like they've gotten more... and They've oh, lost their way. Yeah. So they beat Norwich 2-1, but again, it's Norwich. And last week they won 1-0 again. So it's not like they're actually... I, I think you made a good point in a previous episode. It's a shame that they didn't just carry on where they left off at the end of last season. You know, Ian Acho and Vardy playing up front, mixing it up a bit. They were in a really good place, almost almost by accident, but it just worked, and Ianacho was on fire. He must be pretty pissed off at the moment. Yeah, I, was, I actually meant to say that they lost 1-0 to Man City last weekend, so Uh-oh. they've scored four goals in four game weeks. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I feel, I feel like they're a little bit toothless in attack this season so compared far. to a, a team like Brighton, who we know are quite capable in defence. So this one, to me, has 0-0 or 1-0 to Leicester written all over it. I just... Unless Leicester can just turn it on, you know, Vardy starts belting in goals again. Maybe Ian Archer gets a run out, and he wants to prove to Brendan Rodgers why he deserves a place in that starting lineup. Yeah. Maybe Dakar gets a start. Oh, totally. I mean, that was a big deal them signing him, and they've just stuck with Vardy, which I get. He's kind of the talisman, but as you point out quite regularly, he's pretty crook, and he's not getting any younger. And it's not working. The season we've proved. I mean, like, what has he got? Maybe one or two goals this yeah, season. Yeah, I think wasn't it first. Game of the season, he got a goal or two. But, but it, I mean, he, when they're not scoring two or three goals a game, and that's something that Leicester can do, and they're capable of doing it. And yeah. I don't know. I think they just need to. Oh, try I know they're new. missing like Fafana and stuff. But anyway, Fafana's not fucking contributing to their goals. No, but I mean, you know, he's an important player for them when he's playing. Okay, sorry. Uh, and just, get so Justin as well. Yeah, it's very aggressive. Shit. <laughs> All right. Penultimate game of the game week. West Ham United at home to Man United. That should be good also, I reckon. Um, Antonio obviously missing. That was a disaster, wasn't it, getting sent off? Yeah, I don't know if you saw it. It was just a pretty innocuous challenge. Very, very late in the game. It was a second yellow. It wasn't even a, you know, arguably 
arguably malicious. His foot was just raised. Probably should have done it. Just stupid, stupid tackle. Yep, and obviously, big talking point, Cristiano Ronaldo, who also scored in the Champions League this week. Um, He means business, doesn't he? He is not turning up just for the payday. Consummate professional. And uh, I saw someone describe him the other day as being like, no, you shouldn't look at him like he's 36. He has the, the fitness and, you know, body of a 30-year-old at worst. And probably. like Yeah, well, he's, he's slightly fitter than me, <laughs> even though he's three years older than me. Yeah. Um, no, we, we talked about that last week and, you know, he's a player that just... He's a machine. Yeah, absolutely a machine. So, he, you know, hard to say how many years he can keep this up. Is it going to be... Has he got a two-year contract with a clause to potentially do more? I would not be surprised. I mean, Ryan Giggs hung around for a long time. Giggs like, ended up moving into a centre midfield role at the end, played until he was 40, 41. I would imagine outside of an awful injury, Ronaldo will be playing into his 40s. Do you reckon? Yeah. Were you here to hear first? Like, like maybe maybe up to like say forty one, forty two, because he he's such a he could end up morphing into a holding midfield role, like if the legs go a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like he could play a Calvin Phillips. He's or a, a goal scorer. He is, but he can adapt. I'm just saying. Anyway, this is kind of a moot point for right now. I guess the underlying point is it seems as if he's turned up. He means business, and I think that's rubbing off on his teammates. Not not you know. Uh, a good influence yeah and I think that's going to carry them quite far um, so if you do have Ronaldo you could captain him in this game yeah I mean the other thing, the other thing that would stop me from doing that is, is the West Ham defence I think they're, they're pretty good they're a solid team um, so you know Salah Ronaldo both viable captain picks um, next we'll next game is probably the biggest game of the game week and that's Tottenham Hotspur versus Chelsea yeah. um, Spur, Spurs obviously without Son yeah. um, Dyer's taken a knock he's 75% but probably play. Not, not a huge FPL asset I mean you'd be surprised he's got a huge head you'd be surprised I think it's, it's about 7% which is quite high 7% of people have got Eric Dyer oh well, yeah I was, su- I was surprised too that's why that's why I included him fair enough uh, who knew Lukaku um, you know Fairly popular choice right now. He scored two goals last weekend. Um, tough fixtures, though. Tottenham uh, away, and then they're playing Man City next weekend. So, again, th- their fixtures start to really get juicy around game week seven onwards. And that's, you know, like I said, I just talked about my transfer plans a little while ago. That, yep. That's where I'm looking to get Lukaku in. So, I can promise you I won't get him in for the next two game weeks. Um, but uh, I-, I like Chelsea's fixtures in general. Um, but I-, I think this one's going to be, you know, again, Tottenham Hotspur are a wounded animal right now. Mm. They've only won a couple of games. Well, we talked last week, didn't we, about um, you know Nuno's tactics and it not being as free-flowing and as attacking as they Spurs were last season. And um, that's not... I mean, as you say, Son is likely not to play. Uh, Kane, not really deep in the goals. It's, yeah, it's not great. Mm. I reckon Chelsea will do them over in this one. I think One so or two nil. Two, probably two nil. Yeah. Timo Werner both goals um, <laughs> alright and that wraps up the Game Week 5 fixtures so we will have a, a break and then we'll talk in a bit more detail about exactly what we I want to say are likely to do for Game Week 5 Bench boss boys ok Scott what are you doing for Game Week 5 mate 
Um, oh, sorry, it's just a little bit gassy. Can we start again? <laughs> no, carry oh. on. What are you doing? Oh. Apart from burping. You're, Can't you... You're banned from having carbonated drinks in the studio now. This is water. I know. I don't... See a doctor. Oh, all right, Jim. What are you doing? Um, Bruno and Antonio. From out. Bruno's out. Who's coming in? Uh, Diego Jota and... Cristiano Ronaldo, I like Jota's fixtures. I like Liverpool's fixtures. I like Jota. I think he's pretty much a lock until Firmino comes back. Um, you know, they are playing in the Champions League um, this this game week. Uh, but, you know, this this week, as as are United, they have just played. But I did have to do my transfers early. I, one of my rules is that I'm going to be waiting until Friday for my transfers. But this week, if I had waited, I think there's a small chance Ronaldo's price goes up. 12.6. Actually, there's a great chance his price goes up. Well, he's already, months. as at the time of recording, and it's, what, Wednesday evening here in, in Australia, yep. um, there's already been nearly 900,000 additional people bringing in Ronaldo, and last week it was over 1.2 million. So that's enough to push a, a price. Yeah, of course. So you're, you're looking at that, and, and I'm looking at at least a $100,000 price increase. It could even be more than that. We don't know. I think Because mm. it's done on a percentage of ownership. So if, if 1.2 million own him for the first game and then it's going to almost double his ownership, yeah. I mean, his price could actually skyrocket. So uh, looking at keeping that in mind, sorry, keeping Antonio's uh, red, card, red card in mind and the chance that he's going to be transferred out quite a lot, um, as well as the fact that we now have confirmations Firmino is definitely not coming back, makes me think that Jota could have increased in price. I had to pull the trigger early because I'm left with only 200000 in the bank. Um, yeah, Antonio is the most transferred player out. One million players have transferred him out, so I expect his price will actually um, drop. And Bruno Fernandes, 356000 is the next most. So I feel like I've contributed to that a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, and the most, yeah, most um, bought in was Ronaldo. Um, so, yeah, I think probably looking at that, I might have dodged a couple of price drops and a couple of price increases. So yeah, Good logic. Armband? Uh, armband on Salah. So not, not popping in on Ronnie, even though he's coming in. Um, just really wanting to make sure that I... Um, you know, Salah's been consistent this season and they're, and they're playing a pretty uh, easy fixture again against uh, Crystal Ronnie's, Palace. Ronnie's got to earn it, eh? Exactly. So I'm just going to leave uh, Matty Target, Brownhill and Sufal on the bench. Okay. Well, I have already pulled the trigger on my transfers for literally the same reasons. Um, Mad- oh, hang, but hang on a minute. You've got money in the bank. Uh e- yeah, but, you, but, but you still need it for I your need future it, plans. And it might have screwed me a bit. Um, in fact, I, as, I'll, as I will now explain, it took me right down to the wire. All right, okay. Um, so I had 3.4 in the bank, but it was my whole thing. I was actually trying to get to the position of bringing Bruno Fernandes in, and then this bloke called Cristiano Ronaldo turned up and just changed everything. So uh, I've gone Madison and DCL out, Damari Gray and Ronaldo in. Um, this week I'll play a 3-4-3, armband on Salah. Ailing Creswell Basuma on the bench. Um, my feeling with Gray is I already talked about on air and off air, uh, wondering exactly how at full fitness that Everton team is going to look going forward at the moment. Gray seems to be getting more or less 80 minutes every single game. Um, if for whatever reason he's not playing as much, I'd happily switch him out for Andros Townsend or um, Gallagher. Gallagher, yeah, yeah exactly, Gallagher. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm also not going to put the armband on Ronaldo yet, but uh, I feel pretty good about those changes. Uh, it's just an interesting situation to be in after game week one to still not have Bruno Fernandes. And there's actually um, in the next section one of our mailbag questions is about the whole 
Ronaldo, Bruno Fernandes situation and, and someone's looking for some advice. Uh, but yep, that's that's what I'm going to do. So it's the end of my mini saga of carrying transfers, rolling transfers and trying to move into bringing in a a big fancy asset. You haven't taken any points at this season so far? No. Actually, do you know what, mate? Proud of you. Thank you, because this is going to sound wanky as hell, but felt quite nice being able to carry a transfer for multiple game weeks. Oh, absolutely. Felt quite empowered. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and a I bit actually of money feel, I feel a little bit naked without having a, a, yeah. a free. And, that, and that's a weird weird thing to say, and, obviously. And, but. and also having a bit of a buffer in the bank and a hat tip there to our friend Matt Whelan, FPL obsessed, because that was one of his big pre-season tips, to just leave a little buffer in the bank at the beginning of the season in case you need to quickly make some moves because otherwise yeah you get straight into the minus four minus eight uh, situation so feeling good obviously got lots of places to catch up on do you have any money in your bank left over after those transfers 100k yeah i've got 200k so yeah yeah. well done matthew whelan great great advice his his book fpl obsessed is actually available on amazon worth a read absolutely Uh, and and it doesn't just talk about pre-season tips it does it does go into the second half of the season and that sort of stuff so and follow him on twitter as well fpl obsessed uh since coming on our podcast he's now actually got a decent microphone and he's getting into the swing of this uh new media world uh, and offering some good good videos so big things ahead of him follow him on twitter all right final break for us and then we'll answer a couple of mailbag questions mailbag time we've got two questions from the same person it's our pal ian of uh, no friends with seller greedy bastard two questions who does he think he is was it theo that did that he did, oh yeah well yeah and then i berated him and he's never sent a question in since so ian we love you theo we're sorry theo won't hear that um okay <laughs> question number one uh, if my team was carrying dcl and antonio would it be a good idea to use my wild card now to find a way to fit in Lukaku or Ronaldo? Oh, so, I mean, I would say DCL is likely to be out for one week. Antonio is definitely out for one week unless he injures himself in training. Would you play your wild card just to accommodate the fact that he's without those two strikers this week? No. And the reason I... No. So, no. Flat answer. Yeah. And the reason I wouldn't is because... Uh, Looking at Ian's team, I, I'm quite confident he's got Salah and and um, Bruno Fernandez. I'll see if I can bring it up. Now, the way to get one of those two players in, and, and, and I'll be honest, I would be looking at bringing in Ronaldo, would be to remove Bruno Fernandez, bring Ronaldo in uh, for one of those two players, and then downgrading Bruno Fernandez to uh, another cheap enabler midfield player so that you've got some money in the bank. Yeah. Take a negative four. If you, his, if you really insist. His third striker is Tony. Um, and yeah, as far as big money players he's got in his team, you're right. Fernandez, Salah, he's got Jota, Alexander-Arnold. Um, yeah, and then Antonio and Calvert-Lewin. So yeah, yeah, I think you're onto, uh, yeah. onto something there. The reason I say it's better to take a negative four than use your wild card is because a wild card can be an incredible... It, it's actually the most important well, we talked, of the chips. We talked about that last week when all those... Uh, tens and hundreds of thousands of people were triggering their wild card. My question was, almost rhetorical, how many players would you be desperate to get into your team, not out of your team, to trigger your wild card? And I'm thinking it must be at least four was my answer. So yeah. if you're talking about playing it uh, to get two out of your team, it doesn't seem like enough. No, and, and and so when you talk about getting four in, you're talking about a 12-point hit. One free transfer, three, three at a cost of negative four. That's 12. That's... 
I wouldn't want to take a 12-point hit. No. I would be super, super reluctant to take an 8-point hit. I'm reluctant to even take a 4-point hit, but if you're, yeah. if the choice is between a 4-point hit and using your wild card, take the 4-point hit. Well, hang, hang on. I mean, is there also, and I don't, I don't want this to go on too long, but is there also a school of thought here that he could just play a five-man five midfield and just stick Tony up up front of his own and just you know have to rely on Jota, Fernandez, and Salah to pick up the points this week? Could well, he just do that? I mean, he could. He's got but, a strong defence. But it's a bit of a waste. You know, if you're going to make... I mean, But he could just spend one transfer. Yeah, and, and I did talk to him about this, and I'm not sure what his second question is. Good, I've just read it. <laughs> I, if I was if I was in Ian's shoes, um, what I would be looking at is taking out uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin and bringing in Patrick Bamford. That would be my transfer. Yeah, that's a, that's a good shout, because you're not going to lose any points. Bamford's due a goal. Uh, good fixture coming up. Yeah, I, I go with that. I agree, Scott. Get rid of DCL, bring in Bamford, done. Because you're going to get Antonio back the following week and you're going to be left with good fixtures for yeah. Bamford anyway. And Bruno Fernandes is still an excellent, excellent FPL choice. Agreed, which segues rather nicely into Ian's second greedy fuck question. Um, is there merit to carrying Fernandes and not Ronaldo... Or do you think you need both? Well, need's an interesting word. I don't think you need both. I think I think Salah fills a lot of what you want from a premium premium midfielder. I think he fills all of that. Bruno Fernandes is a bonus, and there weren't at the start of the season a great deal of premium forwards. Now we have two, arguably three, but I'm reluctant to include Kane in that. Yeah. Um, we're looking at Ronaldo and Lukaku. And Lukaku. Yeah. I, I think um, there is definitely merit to carrying Fernandez and not Ronaldo because, uh, A, Bruno Fernandez has, by the very definition, compa- when compared to Ronaldo, become somewhat of a differential on Twitter. Right. Not so much, you know, when you look at the broader scope of people playing FPL because there are a lot of people that build their teams and they just won't play FPL that obsessively, uh, you know, past Christmas. So... Uh, I think his ownership sitting at around 37%. That's Bruno Fernandes. I think Cristiano Ronaldo's is probably going to go over that at some yeah, point. I agree. So in that sense, Fernandes does become somewhat of a differential compared to uh, Ronaldo. And we all know he's capable of hauling. We still have not seen yet who is taking their penalties. Ooh, that's an interesting point. Um, devil's advocate slightly here. Uh, I'm expecting Man United to actually have a pretty decent season. Um, that's not controversial. Um, but is there something to be said for, well, if you go for argument's sake, Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes ahead of Son or Salah, that when Man United do have an off day, then you've got two players from the same team who've blanked at the same time. Would that concern you at all? It, it, it would have more last season. This yeah. season, I think I'm a little bit more uh, open to the idea of doubling, tripling up in players. And, I, and I, you know... Maybe at the end of the season, I'll do another another retrospective where I say that was a bad, bad decision. Um, but I've tripled up quite a few players. I've got yeah. right now, um, you know, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Salah and Jota for next week. Well, here's a nice contrast for you. Um, last season, we, and it's still the same problem, but we had a situation where Man City and Chelsea, it was very hard to say who was going to play their games, particularly in midfield and defence. Man United and Liverpool offer us a far more consistent option. So if if you're confident, well, live, live, I'd argue Liverpool does. Man United, though, you know when Cavani's well, back, when Martial, Martial, 
Martial's Rashford. Got, Rashford as well. When Martial's Rashford's already yeah. fit, but yeah, Rashford's got to come back. Yeah, Rashford thinking. will probably be back after Christmas, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking particularly about, say, the luxury assets, when you're talking, I don't see Ronaldo or Fernandez losing their place in the team or being a rotation. No. Absolutely so from not. that perspective, it's pretty good. There, there wasn't that many- Last season, I captained Fernandez for one game where he was benched, and I just remember at the start of the game going, oh, for fuck's sake, and then he comes on and scores three goals and gets an assist. <laughs> nice problem to have, huh? Yeah. All right, um, did we feel we've adequately answered that one? Uh, no, I feel, you, I feel yeah, like yeah. we weren't explicit in it. I, I just think... No, let's, let's draw a line, Andre. You don't need both. You don't need Especially both. Especially if you're going to cripple yourself financially. But there is merit in carrying Fernandez over over Ronaldo especially if you're looking at taking a four point hit to make it so that you're not yeah. carrying the only reason that might change and time will tell is if Ronaldo literally does show himself to be hauling week in week out like Salah has done in the past in, in which case save that wild card to go back to your previous question save that wild card and when you start to see that happen rebuild your team with that wild card and bring Ronaldo in take Fernandez out good shout alright don't forget to join our private league the code once more is Q8ZM2S at Bench Boost Boys on Twitter. If you want to send us a question for the mailbag uh, for next week or subsequent weeks, BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. Scott, hope you have a adequate game week. Hope our listeners uh, do pretty good too. And catch you next time. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>